Downright, downright un-American. No patriot. I'll tell you something. I'll tell you something. I'll tell you something. Downright, un-American. Ain't nobody got time for that. It's all about the money. Anti-American. They want the money. It doesn't have anything to do with patriotism. Anti-American. Anti-American. They were like death. I'll tell you something. And un-American. Un-American. He's a treasonous. Yeah, I guess why not? It doesn't have anything to do with patriotism. Anti-American. They want the money. I'll tell you something. Anti-American. Un-American. I mean, they certainly didn't seem to love our country very much. Right, un-American. Welcome back to another episode of Un-American, the show about traitors, turncoats, and treasonous, where no fraud or grifter is safe. I am Brandon, and I am joined again by Frank and Jim. How are you doing today, Frank? Uh, I'm doing really good. I'm getting my COVID shot in, uh, my first COVID shot, I should say, in two days. So oh, I'm yeah? super stoked. Nice. That's very, awesome. Yeah. That'll make uh, all three of us? Yeah. I'll be, least, I'm, I am limping least, to the finish line between, behind well, you guys, but... It, it still takes till what, like a two weeks two after weeks, the second yeah. one. I think yeah. it's. Two but weeks I'm after I'm, the I'm getting one. close to not having COVID anxiety, which has been a constant. Honestly, for I'm more year, I'm more half. nervous now that I have the first one and I have to wait for the second one. Like the wait <laughs> don't, period. Don't tell me that, me. Jim. Don't tell me that. <laughs> yeah, well, <laughs> let him get you're an anxious in man, it. just like I am. You'll yeah. you'll get there. <laughs> I don't think the headache that I got was related to the vaccine. I was outside most of the day prior and then all day the day that i got the headache so it's probably just Dude, missouri I, destroying my allergies that i've so. developed since i've i know hit the age of 30 i know that when i got the second shot i definitely got a headache after that oh i, and, I know and, it's gonna happen after the second one it was definitely oh, so anything that can guys. yeah anything that can give me a migraine will so the nice thing though Yay. is it doesn't last for very long it's that's, a, it, that's what i've heard it's in, about a day and a half of like and it gets better as the hours tick away. And the so, benefit still outweighs whatever headache or just one day of feeling crappy. 100%. Yeah. Jim, how are you doing this week? I'm good. Uh, my baby boy, well, he's not really a ba- my baby boy anymore. He's still a baby, but he's seven months and some change. He is saying mama and dada. Nice. Oh, man, that's, that's awesome. That's awesome. Congratulations. Did, did he say those back-to-back, like, pretty close? I always thought mama was Yeah, it was like a week difference. He said mama first. No, okay. That's and it awesome. was like a string of mamas. It was like ma 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 ma. Nice, like, working just it out. Kept going. Very cool. That's I got. Awesome. I was went one for one. I'm pretty positive that Timothy said dad first, and then uh, and then I had to make sure that Philip said mom first. <laughs> <laughs> like that. I wasn't doing that shit again. Um, I'm doing good too. Let me tell you uh, something that I that put me in. Something that I very much liked that I experienced this week. I was watching um, the old Disney cartoon Jungle Book with the kids this week. Oh, yeah. Um, one of the things that I love, and I know it's going to make the people who hate the term cancel culture mad, but um, at the beginning of Jungle Book, it did a black screen. Now, I'm watching this on Disney+. Plus. Black screen, white letters. It, I think it's like 10 or 15 seconds disclaimer that like hey culturally insensitive material we don't agree with like da 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 yeah, da like this was made in the 50s <laughs> our viewpoints right. have changed now i didn't realize cuz i was like kind of looking for it and after i saw the disclaimer i was looking for it as the adult my kids never fucking asked what the words were and yeah. as 3 and 4 year olds i didn't think it was the time to go into it now um but anyway the reason that that is my silver lining is because i appreciate the disclaimer i appreciate as the adult in the room having the option 
of reading that and being like, maybe I should preview this first, or maybe, uh, maybe I should at least prepare myself what, for a what conversation. What was it in the Jungle Book? I forget. All of the monkeys are voiced by black characters. Oh. All of them, and they all speak like jive talk. And so, like, yeah, I was looking for it too. Makes sense. Because when it came I think, on, I think they kind of still did in the new one. Did they? I, I yeah. this in was the, in the live action. Do you remember? One, I'm pretty sure that they're still like. Do you remember airplane speak. though? Like that scene in Airplane where the white lady speaks jive to the two black guys who are like, <laughs> no. she's like, a, I haven't seen that. She's movie basically like once. a translator. Yeah, um, it's a great scene. And like, but that's how, like, that's the type of like. It was very obvious once I once I watched it. I was like, okay, I get. It. And even the song that King Louis does, like, I want to be like you. Like, I don't know, man. It has tones in there of like second class citizenry. Like, I could see the argument there. But anyway, the reason that this is my silver lining is because I can appreciate the fact that Disney can put that 15-second disclaimer up, not allow me to skip it. So I'm faced with, like, I have to read this so that I, as the parent in the room, know what's going on. My kids didn't ask me about it, so because they're young, I haven't addressed it yet. And Disney doesn't lose money. Nobody's not allowed to watch The Jungle Book. It's not fucking cancel culture. It's a goddamn disclaimer, and I appreciate it. I appreciate it because that means that society is progressing. I lost nothing. I still watched The Jungle Book in its entirety with no cut scenes. And all I knew is that, like, hey, someday my kid might ask me what that word stereotype means. And then at that point, I'll address it with him because I'm a grown-up and I can have conversations with my children. So I appreciate the I appreciate that from Disney. I don't think Disney's the greatest company in the world, but <laughs> anyway, uh, without with that out of the way, I am going to bring your mood down. Uh, but before I do that, I want to take a moment to say that if you like the show and you want to support what we're doing, you can head over to the Patreon page at patreon.com forward slash unamerican and become a Patreon patriot today. Bonus content is available there as well as merch and all kinds of cool stuff. And we really appreciate your support of the show. And speaking of that, we actually got our first donation. Um, and so I want to give a shout out to Christina Jesser. Thank you for donating to the show uh and at an elevated level uh as a uh, shaman an un-american shaman which i, I think <laughs> that's what we're going with. i think that's oh, the, yeah i think that's the only kind of shaman the un-american kind so thank you for your support so here we are we're going to help them with some uh, logical rational thinking this is ragnarok it's time to wake up! Like, dude, you know, like, it's not that easy to not, first of all, to not just get the fucking Q Shaman. Uh, we have a lot more, just to say, we have a lot more experience picking out clips that are of people saying horrible shit. <laughs> yeah. Uh, no shit. Um, so yeah, we're, we're gonna, we're gonna go with that one for now. Um, so this episode, we're going to do something a little bit different. Mostly we have focused on a person, uh, well entirely to this point, we have focused on people and kind of gone over the, the span. I wanted to narrow down the topic today. Um, so we are going to talk about voter restriction laws that are popping up in the country. Um, before we get into the meat and potatoes, uh, I do have a Freudian slip that I think kind of puts a bow on this entire topic. 
A lot of the harm has been done. I mean, the big lie did not produce, obviously, uh, any voter fraud, but it did produce now a cynical public. You know, some recent polling shows that 74% of Republicans don't believe that Joe Biden is the legitimate president. 70% of them believe that voter fraud was the biggest issue in the 2020 election, even though there's no evidence of that type of widespread voter fraud that the former president and his enablers keep talking about. I feel like the big lie is where we start when we're talking about like what what we're seeing with like the Georgia law. Well, that's what so kind- that's what led to this that legislation what, push, is, this legislative push. The the and you said it that seventy four percent seems crazy. I don't it, it know. It seems so high. Yeah, that's ridiculous. Like that is. That's party line shit. Like, in fact, right. what's crazy is that eliminates the 30% that would be the MAGA crowd, right? Like, we've always, like, put them around that 30% range. Yeah. And, like, it completely, like, cuts into that. It's not, like, it's huge. It doubles that. Like, that's that's massive. Um, and, you know, it, and it's a shame, but it makes 100% sense why you would do that. Because this lie started at the top. I easily win. If you count the illegal votes, they can try to steal the election from us. If you count the votes that came in late, we're looking at them very strongly. But a lot of votes came in late. I've already decisively won many critical states, including massive victories in Florida, Iowa, Indiana, Ohio. To name just a few, we won these and many other victories despite historic Election interference from big media, big money, and big tech. As everybody saw, we won by so the big three. Historic numbers. so mad just to hear him say big tech. Right? Like, it makes me mad whenever... It, it sounds like such an old man yells at cloud mode. Big tech. Anytime that Republicans especially yell at uh, corporations, it makes me laugh a little bit. Because I'm like, dude, but wait, hold on. That's... that's that's been my point like and i'm not on your side and like i just think that it's crazy and we'll talk about it a little bit later because there will be uh things that arise um and that have happened over the past couple of weeks where now lots of republican uh congress people and just people in politics governors and and legislators and like whatever um, are all shouting at companies stay out of politics and it's like but dude you guys like made your beds with guys like mark cuban and elon musk and like jeff bezos and whatever like don't tell me that that those companies like i just so i just i, I don't my, like my biggest don't question me, for that I was, don't tell me uh, how about like don't tell me not to have businessmen get involved with politics when your last president was a was a businessman who man. got involved in politics yeah my, yeah, my biggest question for that is like, okay, so when is it appropriate to get into politics? When who, when you agree who is with suppo- me is, who is the okay real to, answer. Who is okay to talk about politics? Only the people within our, right. our echo chamber. Yeah. And that's how they all present it. And it's, it's bullshit. What is also bullshit is the amount of, uh, you know, we heard Donald Trump say, who came out that Saturday that Biden was officially announced as the winner of the 2020 election. That's what that last clip came from, that same day. Um, For months after that, his surrogates, his lawyers, his Sidney fucking Powell and Lynn Wood and all of these crazy, the Kraken, all of these crazy grifters 
uh, just kept up in the media cycle as much as they could. And when they get kicked off one station, they'd end up on a more fringe station. Like uh, they, when they get kicked off Fox because Fox had to pretend that they had integrity, and they'd end up on One America News or Newsmax, and then even like fringier shit, I was gonna say, random YouTube fucking yeah. channels. Even OAN was like, okay, we can't keep All right, perpetuating we, we this. We can't. We can't keep doing this. We're, We're going to get, get sued. sued. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, so here's a here's a little mashup of the surrogates over the the months that that uh, after the election, um, just trying to drill this in, and that's and I think that this is important to that seventy four percent number. Where is the DOJ? Uh. uh... The answer to that is I don't know and I can't worry about it. We keep hearing the drumbeat of where is the evidence right here, Sean. I have three binders. These are court filings and affidavits. I can assure you we have affidavits galore to uh, back up what we're saying. Well, I can hardly wait to put forth all the evidence we have collected on Dominion. Do it. Where are the votes in a path to 270? Where? We are taking every legal avenue that exists okay. in these states. We have people... Uh, that I can't really disclose that can describe the hardware. We have so much evidence, I feel like it's coming in through a fire hose. I've got lots of ways to prove it, Maria, but I'm not going to tell on national TV what all we have. I just can't do that. These fake ballots that are coming in late. What? And back Pam? to the observation, they're not letting us watch the process. Pam, did you just say fake ballots? There could be. That's the problem. <laughs> there could be. Could be. I made up a bunch of shit. I don't know. Did I just say that? Um, yeah. Also, also keep your head out for, or keep your head on a swivel for werewolves. They yeah, could be a problem too. Could be a problem. A lot of them voting in the 2020 election, from what I heard. Um, yeah, it, it, it's really, it's really crazy. Uh, the the Sydney Powell shit, especially just with the, we have so much. We have so much evidence, but I can't say it on TV, so I won't. And even every single but then line she also in there, wouldn't just, say it in court when the judge would ask right. her repeatedly, like, "What? Where's your evidence?" One of the things we have all these affidavits for evidence. Like, okay, and affidavit doesn't really mean you, you have Jim. proof. Thank you, because that was one of the things that they argued in the that that his side, his people. I can write an affidavit. Anybody can write an affidavit. Yeah. Uh, he fuck. They said during the Ukraine impeachment that the that the their reason that like this could not be what well, or the reason that the democrats couldn't have had proof is because affidavits don't matter like that was the entire giuliani argument was that affidavits don't matter that's just somebody writing some shit down and then for months they would go on uh, just a year after that and just be like well we got all this shit written down so i mean you should see it we're not going to show it to you or talk about it but and we're not going to let you know it. the names of the people who are asserting these things because then you'd be able to look into their long there, track record of are, bullshit one of my favorite bits in that mashup is giuliani like we we could there are people that we know that have information about these things but we're not going to tell you what the things are or who the people are <laughs> like okay well fuck <laughs> off Some, somebody's been reading too much q yeah, a little bit. Um, so I pulled an article from uh, 538. I'm going to read a little bit about it um, before we get into some of the specific voter registration laws that are that have changed since the 2020 election. Um, so even though the, the 2020 election is over, many Republicans are still holding on to the big lie or basis claim that voter fraud cost former President Trump uh, the presidential election. 
Trump has managed to not only persuade his base that the election was stolen, but now many state legislators are using it as justification to restrict voting rights. Over the last few months, a bevy of bills have been introduced at the state at the state level that, if passed, could make it harder for millions of Americans to cast their ballots. One of the biggest battlegrounds has been Georgia, where last Thursday a controversial package of new voter restrictions was signed into law. Among its many provisions, absentee voters will now be required to prove their identity people are prohibited from handing out food and water to voters in line um, and the state board of elections is empowered to remove local election officials Legisla- legislators in michigan and wisconsin have also deemed election integrity a priority and introduced a raft of legislation to prohibit election administrators from proactively sending out vote by mail applications tighten uh, voter id requirements and more Um, But the push to restrict voting rights expands beyond just a few states. According to the Brennan Center for Justice, a voting rights advocacy group, 253 bills to restrict voting access have been introduced in 43 state legislators as of February 19th. And according to our own tracking, at least 53 additional bills have been introduced since then. Uh, One of these 306 bills, 89% were sponsored entirely or primarily by Republicans, according to the bill tracking Legiscan. Notably, the four states where the greatest numbers of voting restriction bills have been filed, Georgia, Arizona, Michigan, and Pennsylvania, were some of the closest states in in last year's presidential election. They all voted for President Biden the first time Georgia and Arizona have voted for a Democratic presidential candidate in over two decades and have Republican-controlled legislators, making them especially fertile ground for new voting restrictions. That's shit. That is... I also read somewhere that they're trying to change it to where polls have closed at, like, 5 p.m. So that you can't leave work to... or that So you can't vote? Well, most states, it's a law that you have to let your employees go vote. Now, I don't know if they're gonna, like, ex-nay that particular law. Like, they're gonna make the law where you can't vote after 5 p.m. and then get rid of the one. Like it, I'm just speculating, but right. I can see it happening. Yeah. I, I mean, in things like there, there is. But no, it's kind of ridiculous. It's a, it's oh, a it, shot in the 100%. foot. It's 100. The, yeah. Aren't they trying to get the working class on their side? But then it's going to be like, oh, you can't but, vote. Yeah, but if they, yeah, but if they can cancel out their votes, does it fucking matter? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And the thing is, there is no real legitimate reason for n- not allowing people to hand out water. Or no, or, it, it or, just sounds like they're trying to make the voting process as miserable as possible. There, like there are legitimate reasons why you cannot electioneer near, in, near like within a hundred or two hundred yards, or whatever, of a polling place. Right, that's fine. No campaigning, but handing out water or like, the, do you guys remember the last time we, uh, November? It was cold as hell. Yeah, if someone was mm-hmm. handing out hot, like hot coffee to people to keep them warm for the three hour wait. Yeah, I don't see why that's a, no. They're not swaying their. What's crazy? Voting, I mean, know. I think like really, what tells the whole story is what states are doing it so heavily. It, it, it's the states that that Trump made phone calls to, like straight up. It yeah. And now they're like, well, fuck, we couldn't do it then, but now let's let's set it up for the future and let's make sure that we can disenfranchise people. Like it, it literally, it, it is. It's the electoral college on steroids. The electoral college is already the awaited system to fuck Democrats out of they're, the vote. They're all they're all hiding it under the ruse of, oh, all you need is just a valid ID. If you can't get a valid ID, then you shouldn't be able to vote. And 
they're using the argument of, you know, you need an ID to buy beer and cigarettes. Man, I haven't been carded but maybe once this year right. buying beer. <laughs> well, also, yeah, uh, buying beer and cigarettes, I mean, I guess it is a right, but it's not like a right that it's change. It's not your duty to – It's not listed to, as an unalienable right. Yeah, not, it's, it's not, not your duty. All. Your duty is to vote. Your duty right. is never to buy cigarettes and alcohol. Well, and all they're trying to do is they're trying to find different ways. There's other uh, there's other states that have introduced things where they, they check names against, like, dead voters or whatever, and it's just like you're just looking for the John Smiths well, and yeah, to, to be as, able to say – Speaking as someone who is a third – uh, that's gonna right. fuck me. Yeah, because yeah. you know, there's already a dead guy with my name. He's my grandpa. Right. Like, yeah. So I want to look uh, at a, a few of these specific states, namely the the three big ones that were involved in um, in the like the major um, contested states by the Trump administration. I want to look at Arizona, uh, Pennsylvania, and Georgia specifically not to discredit Michigan at all. I know Michigan had, I don't its, had its fights about I'm going, I'm, I'm going to backtrack a little bit here The about checking names against the names of dead people. What? Like we've had the social security system for, for how long? Why wouldn't you just check the social security number? You have access to it. Right. Because that, makes sense they're look. they're just they're not looking for dead voters what they're looking for is a way to get people off the fucking you see oh, there was they're, fraud they're, what they really want to do is make it just hard enough just enough of a hassle that enough people don't out vote. of a big sample size to say fuck it yeah yeah we don't i don't, don't want to pay to get a license shit. i don't need one normally right so, you know yeah and that's what i'm not gonna mean. lie this last election if i pulled up and there was a line wrapping as long as it was in 2016 and i remembered how like miserable it was to stand in that line. I was just gonna go home. Yeah, in the the local election, not the presidential. Election. No, the presidential. Oh shit! Like <laughs> no, I was in for the long. No, haul I was in one. for the long haul. I needed the fucking fascist. Well, to it, go I away. needed the closure. I, it Either was way. it was after work for me, so it was like four thirty ish by the time I got to the polls. Oh, if yeah. there was a giant line, I was gonna be like, nope, I'm going to eat dinner. <laughs> I hate these. I hate both of these guys. Well, um, and let's be honest. Live in Missouri, vote for Biden meant nothing. Yeah, yeah. That, that's very true. That's very true. Again, fuck the Electoral College. <laughs> um, but also, fuck Arizona. While the case is receiving national attention for the potential it has to further diminish voting rights here in the U.S., the U.S. Supreme Court hearing oral arguments on whether two Arizona voting laws violate the Constitution. Mark Phillips reports the outcome may ultimately impact how courts decide election law disputes in other states. The question before the Supreme Court is whether disqualifying the ballots of someone who votes in the wrong precinct or making it illegal for ballot harvesting, that's when one person collects ballots, then either mails them or returns them to a county recorder, is unconstitutional. So the I what is what? So ballot harvesting, right? Is The idea here is that if there are um in some states there you can go to like if there's like senior citizens that are that have mail-in ballots or whatever one person at like a senior citizen center could okay. collect all of those ballots take take them to the ballot box and drop them off what they're saying is that is what's wrong with that it's ballot harvesting and what it what they could do so what you're saying is grandma and grandpa can't vote what they could do, what the Republican legislators are trying to say, is that votes could be swayed or changed in that instance. 
Um, <laughs> you could have somebody standing w- over Grandma telling her, no, you need I w- to I wonder what Grandma way. or Grandpa thinks about th- this guy saying that they're easily swindled. Right. Well, and it's not just, I mean, there are other, there are other instances, not just old people, but like typically. My grandpa would punch that dude in the face. I think you would have. I over think, that and accusation. he would be right to do so. <laughs> I think the argument here uh, from Democrats would be what you're trying to do is you're trying to get low income communities that don't have, where everybody doesn't have the me- a means of transportation. You're, you're trying to cut them out because you're not going to allow the one guy in the neighborhood yeah, because with a what car that would, to take the The reality the would mean you'd have to go to that retirement home and, be, and say that, like, okay, the 60 of you that wanted to vote, you're going to have to take yourself. And even if they have a car or vehicle, you're only going to be able to get three or four people. Most of those folks right. don't have to get drive. multiple trips. Yeah. That's yeah. the reason they're also, in assisted not living because they like, can't do it for themselves. Right. Even, like, I mean, people who have, uh, like, um, mental... Uh, disabilities, disabilities. Who can't drive? Yeah. They can still vote, can't they? Right. Um, I don't. I, yeah. It, it is. It's no. It. This is just a way. What they're trying to do is they're just trying to find way to ways to shave numbers. Like it doesn't. Yeah. It doesn't matter where they even where they think they'll fall. They, they're they just know what their demographic if, is, and they're going to make it harder for every other demographic right. to vote. And right. They're just trying. They're banking on if they shave enough numbers that that they can change the outcome if they don't like it. Under questioning from Supreme Court Justice Amy Coney Barrett, the attorney for Arizona Republicans explained part of the reason why they want to keep the laws on the books is pure politics. It puts us at a competitive disadvantage relative to Democrats. Politics is a zero-sum game. And every uh, extra vote they get through unlawful interpretations of Section 2 hurts us. I love it. I love it. They're, they're just straight up like, honest about it. Hey, look, this I, means Democrats get votes, and we don't like that. Yeah. So I get that politics is a zero-sum game, but that is un-American. 100%. You're supposed to be working to better this country, right. and, not to better your party. And, and, yeah, and he sees he sees nothing wrong with his the best defense of his position is that I can't win if it doesn't happen. Right, that, that's literally yeah. what he's saying, yeah. and it's the the number one thing. And he think like he doesn't he didn't say that like it was a slip up. He said that like that like, was a pure that admission. Is, that was, yeah, like this is the number one thing that will fucking like get this point through, and it's I don't know that's disgusting. I, I had heard that clip a couple times. They're they, not usually that honest. No, they, they don't <laughs> usually say the, the what the they don't say the quiet part loud normally. Yeah. Um, well, he it's, is it's he chilling is a, that he, also talking to who like Trump's last because he was talking to Amy uh, Amy Tony yeah. Barrett. Uh, his assumption probably in his brain was just like you're a Trump appointee. You get this right. Like the Democrats shouldn't get to vote. <laughs> this reco- this recording is not going to get yeah. out. <laughs> right. Why you're asking me why? Because I want to win. That's why. Right. Haven't you ever played a sport or something? <laughs> Winning is better than losing. Fuck when off, my mom man. bunch photo- of Bill Belichick's. My mom photoshopped me into all those uh, water polo events. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Mark's a douche. Secretary of State Hobbs did not want to appeal the Ninth Circuit ruling. Attorney General Mark Brnovich did. He was among those making the case the Supreme Court should uphold Arizona's voting laws. And therefore, the court shouldn't strike down state laws unless you can show this discriminatory intent or a substantial impact on the ability of minorities to vote. Brnovich says less than one-tenth of one percent of the votes cast in November were thrown out. That's still too many for voting rights advocates who are concerned the Supreme Court may consider the small number inconvenient, not restricted. See, like the fact of the matter is that like there's not a there's not even a ton of this. Like they're ba- they're trying to make laws where like any 
they're not instances of voter fraud. Like, so they're trying to address something that's just something they made up. And in even the Supreme They're wasting time and tax dollars. 100%. Um, don't think that that's the only way. Don't think that shaving numbers off of the, uh, off of the, you know, ballot rolls or whatever, that is not the only way that they plan to attack, um, your right as a voter in Arizona. And new tonight, a state lawmaker thinks the legislature, not voters, should pick presidential winners in Arizona. Uh, there's a new bill which hands the legislature the power to ignore the voters' wishes and override the certification of the state's electoral what? college votes. Like, straight up, doesn't matter how you vote, because if we decide that you didn't vote the way that the legislature... them to whoever we what want. Do they why think? do we do... Why do we vote in the first place, then? What if do that we... passes... If that passes, that's just... That's a catastrophe. What do they think would happen? Like, God forbid the state change parties, like the control in the state change parties. Right. You've just fucked yourself. And that's Plus, the, you're that's just chipping like. away at democracy when and you're doing what, this shit. And they're shit. doing it yeah. under the assumption that, like, if they're ever not in power, they'll never get back in power. And maybe that's true because they can't... The, the two options they seem to see are stop the other side from voting or get more people to vote for us. And they just have given up on the fact that they can ever court more voters. Right. They're like, we can't we can't convert anybody. We're, we're dicks, obviously. It, it's like they're like the... Uh, they're like guys that refuse to fucking exercise... Or people that refuse to exercise, like... But they have, like, a medical condition where they're probably going to fucking die if they don't exercise. But they're just like, I could find an easier way to do this. <laughs> what about I mean, speed? So, <laughs> like, so are we going to rename Arizona to New Russia? I, I, it's not even Arizona. Like that. What, what the sad part about this conversation is that, like, is that where the legislator? That's where this is. Yeah, but like, they're not the only ones to oh, try shit like this, and that's what's scary about In this. Soviet Russia, Soviet yeah. Arizona. Like, man, yeah, John McCain would not be the happy guy right now. Do you? How He's much? He's rolling you, in his grave. How much do you think the Democrats are? Uh, what, what? How would you rate their their response to this? Do you think they're doing enough, or are are they getting steamrolled by Republicans? Well, here's too much? the thing that with in in a lot of these cases, the, it's Republicans at the state level that are doing this. I actually think uh, that the Democrats have done a decent job in Congress at addressing this, um, and we'll talk about it in a little bit. But as far as these bills go, the, these are republic Republican legislators. And I don't think that, like, with Arizona especially and says, Georgia, there's not a lot of Democratic power there outside of the Senate now. Right. It so, says whispers of a new, we're doing this for states' rights. Like, yeah, a, bullshit. A states' rights yeah. to what? This, and it's it's wrapped up in that populism thing of, like, this is for the people, by the people. But, like, no, it's really written by a committee. It's completely and it's against by the people. One yeah. of the, the biggest, it's written by one of the two parties, and it's done in a desperate bid to the problem re remain on the, holding on to power the problem with the people in this country is if fascism works for me it's okay and like that that exists on both the right and the left if fascism works for me it's it's fine and that's bullshit like it fascism doesn't work for no. anybody and but that's we're why too, it, we're too stuck in our dumb little tribal brains yeah yeah and it's not just arizona 
Uh, right now, Pennsylvania state Republicans are targeting voting laws and trying to increase their control over the courts after losing a legal battle to contest the presidential election results. A new report from the bipartisan Brennan Center found that the state is the launching pad for 14 legislative proposals to restrict or complicate access to voting. That is the most of any state in this country. The New York Times points out that there seems to be strong Republican support for eliminating drop boxes for absentee ballots, discarding mail-in ballots with technical errors, and ending a grace period for receiving ballots mailed by election day. So you better not get, if you're like still using the, uh, like the hole punch type of, of machine or whatever, you better not get a snag because your vote's no not going to get counted. Yep, you're, your vote's not going to get counted. Right. Don't or use a fucking Sharpie because if, if Sharpie gate. Yeah. And if you send it in, you better fucking print with block letters because cursive will not be read by those goddamn computers. <laughs> yeah. and your vote will be cast aside. And if Tucker Carlson figures out that some other person has your name, God forbid you voted because you are fucked. They don't even check that shit. They just start yelling about it. Um... Yeah, it, like I don't know. It it's crazy to me that uh that this is and and especially like when with Pennsylvania, 14 fucking bills like I don't know how else to look at that other than some people are mad that Trump didn't win Pennsylvania because that yeah. would have fucking that would have changed the outcome of the election. It wouldn't have, but like So what what would it take for the electoral college to get kapoofed? Any fucking rational, like, well, it would take well, Republicans. Could it, be, could it be a federal level? But you can do it. You, you can it do would it that way, be, or you, right? No, you can, do, you can do it on a state level if enough states pass it. Um, oh, their, really? By the, I think three. I don't fours, think there's. I don't, I don't think there's enough. There's of. No, there's too many red no. states. Yeah, and they know <laughs> that the only reason that we get Republican presidents the, is the because only reason of I'm the electoral is because they're, college. They're doing all this work and wasting all these taxpayer dollars, and then all of a sudden the electoral college isn't there, and this doesn't matter. Yeah, <laughs> no, shit. Um, which, like, I would hope, I would hope that we get there because it, it the, the electoral college. There is not a single person that is going to convince me that it is not just weighted so it's that so Republican. Anti- it's so antiquated. Yeah. I'm not saying that it's always existed to suppress votes, but it, in its current capacity, it definitely exists so that the Republican Party exists like because the, the Republican Party can't pull in voters. And the main argument that they always like prop up is that, well, I, I don't want to live here in Missouri like how Californians live. Okay, you won't have to because you're voting for th- the only reason that the elect or the only thing that the Electoral College affects is federal level. Right, you're still voting on all your state stuff, and your state's gonna stay the same. Yeah, exactly. the The idea that I that one person one vote doesn't work, like you, we're talking about one guy who is a representative of all of us. Right. So like it doesn't it doesn't change the the taxes in your state. It doesn't change anything other than the majority picks the goddamn president not the majority versus the fucking scale that is weighted against it that's bullshit and i'm sorry but like i know that eliminating the the electoral college would fuck the republican party so do better and bring more people in work for it you entitled work for more americans not just your own little section of buddies yeah uh, 100%. Um, we have a clip, I believe this, uh, I can't, I didn't write it down. I don't know if this is ABC or CNN. Um, but we have a Democratic Attorney General from Pennsylvania, Josh Shapiro, gives his thoughts 
on uh, and and kind of sets up the scene for what what's going on in Pennsylvania. Joining me now is Democratic Pennsylvania Attorney General Josh Shapiro. He's also a former member of the Pennsylvania State Legislature. Mr. Attorney General, thank you so much uh, for your time. So less than a year. Uh, I guess a year and a half ago, a majority of Pennsylvania Republicans voted to change the laws to relax registration deadlines and allow voting by mail for everyone. What has happened? How are we getting to this point? Yeah, and not only was it a majority of Republicans, more Republicans voted for what is commonly referred to here as Act 77, our vote by mail statute. More Republicans voted for it than Democrats did. I think this is an interesting point because why would more Republicans back like obviously there was a pandemic when this was being voted on and all this, but why why do you think that Republicans would find higher support than Democrats at that time? My assumption would be because historically mail-in voting is weighted to republic like it the republicans do better historically in mail-in voting yeah so it would make sense for republican uh legislators to vote to to ease the restrictions in a fucking pandemic so that it people make, could vote that little fun fact makes it just that much more ridiculous <laughs> that's yeah that's actually, doesn't it that's actually a really good point that it's not that uh these voter suppression laws are about suppressing every vote they're about they're, st they're strategically made to suppress minority votes. Well, there's they're not they're not made to prevent your grandma from sending in her vote because she's got an ID. Right, she's got a way to get there. If she needs yeah. to. Yeah, it, they're targeted at poor people who overwhelmingly are people of color. One one hundred percent. They're also they're also uh, spite laws. Like these are laws that are being brought up by legislators because they're mad that they that the election didn't turn out their way. So now they're figuring out a way to rig the next one. And for as much as as much as both sides yell about rigging the election, there's some goddamn evidence for the Democrats. They're have. not even hiding it anymore. Not right at now. all. Like when you say that we're doing it because when Democrats get votes, that's bad for us. That's kind of fucked, bro. You're not supposed to be so forward they're, with that. They're shit. holding their thumb on the scale, right? So, given that fact that uh, that more Republicans voted for this, and now obviously those same Republicans are introducing these bills, do you have any idea why they might have changed their mind? What happened? The wind blew a different direction. Well, Donald Trump happened. Donald Trump began railing against vote by mail even before a single ballot was cast. He filed, by the way, 19 different lawsuits to try and make it harder for people to vote before a single vote was cast. We beat him every single time, by the way. And then, of course, the election results uh, turn out the way they did. We had a safe and secure election. Donald Trump lost Pennsylvania. And these Republicans, as part of a broader effort to disenfranchise certain voters in this Commonwealth and indeed across the country, are now engaged in an effort to try and undermine the law that they voted for in the first place. Uh, they will fail. This will not be successful. And we need to make it easier for people to cast their lawful votes, not harder. It doesn't make sense to me why after 2020 and what we saw, we saw how successful Republicans can say whatever the fuck they want. Magas can say whatever the fuck they want. Um, but we saw how successful mail-in voting was. I don't understand why that is not precedent now. It should be precedent. It, it, first of all, having an election one day on a Tuesday is fucking stupid. Like, 
the United States election should always be on a fucking weekend. And it should be a weekend. Yeah. It shouldn't we're, we're be a Saturday. Like the only it should de- be a Saturday and Sunday. Aren't we the only developed country in the world that has an election on a weekday? I'm pretty sure. And, like, and the polls close at, like, it should be a fucking weekend. And All day long? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it should. Uh, and I'm not saying the polls have to stay open 24 hours, but have polls. Those, the election workers are there all day anyway. Right. Oftentimes well through the night. Right. If you do, you could just do that though. A Saturday of t- like 12 hours on Saturday, 12 hours on Sunday, you Boom. get 24 hours to vote, but split up over two days. And give us the election results sometime Sunday night or Monday morning or like whatever, sometime <laughs> Monday during the day, like whatever. I don't care. Like it doesn't make sense. And it also doesn't make sense why there's not like, it's not mandatory, just two weeks of of mail-in voting. I'm not saying that you have to go pandemic level where mail-in votes can start three months out or whatever, but like give people four weeks to do mail-in fucking yeah. votes. Like that doesn't, it from October 4th to November 4th, anybody can mail in their shit. Like, and then we'll count it when we, we saw that it worked. And with the exception of some fucking memes and YouTube videos, it worked. There is no evidence that it didn't work. It doesn't make sense to me why 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 we would even have a system after seeing how successful it was that would even allow these voter laws to be valid. Like, just make it fucking easier for people. Um, right. it, it, it just, like they're just mad, and they're the, the, I mean, the easiest way to do it would be, you know, online where you got to type in your social security number before you hit yeah. all your votes. We know that there are systems that allow that. Hello, we all got stimuluses where we could fucking go online to the IRS yeah. website, type in our shit, and see when our shit was going to hit our account. There like, are systems yeah, that there, exist where we can do this. And, and there is the argument that, oh, well, if you're just typing in your SSN, like, you know, your parent could vote for you. Like, well, that's voter fraud. And if you can prove it, then right. they get in trouble. Yeah. yeah. And I'm, I'm sure this is the would same be able to... way. The same way with, like, going to the poll with somebody else's little voter card. Yeah, right. Exactly. They don't ask They don't ask for an ID. No, they don't. Um, Just that voter card. If you have that voter card or your driver's license, then it counts as you. Yeah. Yeah, it, it, it doesn't make sense. Uh, Republicans in Pennsylvania are not just writing new laws um, to to get their voter restrictions uh, through. Um, they're also doing something else. And it's not just laws that they're trying to implement. They're going after the judiciary as well. And I want to focus on that for a moment because a GOP proposal would replace the current system, as I understand it, of statewide elections for judges uh, with judicial districts drawn by the Republican-controlled legislator, which, as the Times notes, uh, could empower rural, predominantly conservative areas and particularly rewire the state Supreme Court, which, again, as you know, has a five-to-do Democratic uh, lean. If this happens, what would be the impact, and is there any way your party can fight it? Well, again, part of a broader strategy to disenfranchise people. They try and make it harder for you to vote in elections. Now they want to take away your ability to elect your judges here in Pennsylvania and instead replace it with a system where really the politicians pick the judges as opposed like, to the people. I, I don't get what they're trying to do there. What they're trying to do is they're trying to they're trying to allow the legislators to pick the judges instead of the people voting for judges on ballots and having that count because if they can appoint judges 
that are in charge of the so lawsuits that it, would ensue. They're trying to make it similar to federal. They're basically, they've looked at every single attempt that Donald Trump and Rudy Giuliani made post-November election, and they're like, all right, so how can next time we make that work for them? That's really what it is. Like, they they sued all the way to the Supreme Court. The Supreme Court said, fuck you, get out of here. Like, now they're trying to find a way to say, okay, if we can't win with the vote, then we'll appoint our own judges on our side of the political spectrum so that when we inevitably sue because we don't like the results, then we can have our buddies make the decision. This is fascism. Yep. This is fucking Putin shit. Like, these guys are oligarchs. They're not politicians. Uh, I don't know. It, it is, it's really disgusting to me. What they're really trying to do, let's be very real about this, is rig the system in a way that throws out the delicate checks and balances that exists in our Commonwealth today. They want to put them and their interests and their corporate backers and their Trump backers yeah. in charge of the decision making as opposed to the people. Yeah, I like, I don't know. It, it really, 14 fucking laws like this. Like, we've talked about, like, two of them. Like, 14 laws that are written in this type of way to to basically say, like, look, these are the groups of people we want to make sure don't have their votes counted. So these are all the ways that we're going to try to attack that problem. Yeah, they had this philosophy of throwing everything up against the wall and just seeing what sticks. Yeah. Because even if just a few of these pass, that's they benefited, right? Oh yeah. Even definitely. if one passes. Mm-hmm. Yep, one hundred percent. Um he uh, he's asked Josh Shapiro has asked uh, about Trump's interference in the Pennsylvania election. In December, the Washington Post and others reported that Trump had asked the Pennsylvania House Speaker for help overturning the election results in Pennsylvania. Are there any plans by your office to investigate what President Trump may have done or allegedly did in your state to overturn the elections there? Well, look, I, I appreciate your question. Uh, I'm not going to comment on that in this setting. I can tell you we take very, very seriously our election laws. We worked overtime to protect uh, and secure and ensure that every lawful vote was counted here in Pennsylvania. Uh, we will not stand for any interference in that process by anyone, including the former president. I believe him because I watched the process play out. I saw how much that the, the the Trump administration and the lawyers and the surrogates and whatever tried to attack states like Pennsylvania and Arizona, Georgia and Michigan, um, and so on and so forth. And they all held true because they had to. What I mean, he was asked about Trump's interference. I don't know if he didn't answer the question because he didn't want to say on TV, yeah, we're going after him, or if they're not going after him. But only one of those is yeah, acceptable to me. It could so, be that there's an open investigation and you can't <laughs> comment on those. It could be, and I want to take him at his word because I do know that, like, that had Pennsylvania, Georgia, like all of the contested states, had any of them buckled to that pressure – then, A, we would have had way more than an insurrection on January 6th. Uh, it would have been considerably messier um, the, the, because I think it could have postponed the inauguration on January 20th if, it, if that had gotten that fucking messy where 
states, even though we knew what the outcome rightfully was, if they had just started going, ah, no, no, it's not like that would have made things considerably uglier. Um, so I want to believe him, but I also want to know that they have the power to be able to do that again. If these bills pass, that's not good for the people of Pennsylvania and Arizona and all of the states that are doing this. Now we will move on to the biggest one, the most controversial one of the last couple of weeks, Georgia. Republicans in Georgia are trying to make it harder to vote after President Biden flipped the state and Democrats won both Senate seats. GOP state lawmakers are pushing a sweeping election bill. It would put restrictions on early and absentee voting. Voting rights advocates are calling it a concerted effort to suppress the votes of black Georgians. The bill would ban counties from holding early voting on Sundays. Of course, Sunday is a popular day for black churchgoers to go out and vote during Souls to the Polls events. The bill would shrink the window of time that Georgians have to request an absentee ballot, and it would add a photo ID requirement. The locations of drop-off or ballot drop-off boxes would be restricted to early voting sites. The bill also cracks down on mobile voting booths, or buses in this case, really, which pro uh, provided sort of pop-up voting locations in the Atlanta area, which is a Democratic stronghold. Of course, black voters and absentee voting helped propel Democrats to victory in Georgia, a state that hadn't voted for a Democratic presidential candidate in nearly 30 years. It's 100% targeted at one group of people. What that group of people being multiple groups of minorities, but minorities as, uh, as a broad term, it is 100% targeted at, at minorities. Yeah. It is, let's try to keep black communities from voting. Um, and not just black communities, just, but it, just make it enough of a hassle that they just give up on it. Right. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Cause that, with, that is without, an actual strategy a political party has just annoy people, be a nuisance and they, they won't fight against you. Yeah. And it, it does work. That's the sad thing. Yeah. With those, uh, the little pop-up booths or the, the buses, uh, I don't know how public transportation is in Atlanta, but if it's anything like St. Louis, uh, getting, place by place to place without a vehicle is horrendous well oh, yeah. and the whole like souls to the polls thing that like you're not allowed to vote on sundays which that didn't pass in the bill like that actually did get stricken from it but like how fucking obvious like how obvious yeah. could you be steph kite is a po politics reporter for axios she co-wrote an article about new voter suppression proposals in dozens of GOP majority states, including Georgia, following the November election. Steph, thank you. You know, we're seeing these voter suppression proposals, specifically in states like Georgia, that Democrats nearly won in 2020. How possible is it that that could swing the outcome of future elections? Thanks, Jeff. Yeah, I mean, you look at the states where we're seeing the highest number of these restrictive bills get introduced, places like Arizona, Pennsylvania, and Georgia. And those are all three states that Joe Biden won very narrowly in 2020. Just in 2016, Donald Trump won all three of those states. So yeah, if these bills really do make it more difficult for people to vote or make it easier for mailed-in ballots to get rejected, when the margins are that close, you absolutely could see a difference in election outcomes in the future. I'm trying to drive home the point here that like it, it there's a reason for all of this and it all stems from the 2020 election. It is 100% our guy didn't win and this is how we plan to handle it. I don't it. know if it's just 2020. I think it's them looking at the landscape of 
uh, that they don't the, win. Politi- the wide politi- political gap and being like, look, every election is is pretty much like forty eight to fifty one percent, right? Half uh, right. So we just need to shave a percent yeah, off. Yeah, that's you know, the game now. It's the incremental you know games. The, yeah, even even if all that does pass in Georgia, I can see somebody like Killer Mike just absolutely going on and not like a his own campaign trail. Yeah, but he'll get out there and reach every person that he possibly can. I agree. And, and he'll do everything that he can to get him to vote. I agree. He, he that, might even set up shuttles himself. I agree that people like that will go out and try to come back this. I think the Atlanta area of Georgia would be just fine, personally. Maybe, but like you also have to look at like there are still poor areas in rural communities, poor poor black communities in the suburb. Like there are there are people that have lesser means everywhere, not just in DeKalb County. And like at for as think about how much work Stacey Abrams did to get John Ossoff and Raphael Warnock into the Senate. So all of that work, which all of us, everyone, everyone listening to this, and every uh, the three of us in this room, all sat there on that uh, on that night, January fifth, and we're like, what the fuck's gonna happen? What the fuck is gonna happen? Are they gonna be able to pull this off? And they ended up pulling it off, but it wasn't easy. And so now to have anything weighted against that, what already existed, to have more shit thrown on top of that is just like... Honestly, I think it'll, it'll just empower him more. I hope so. It'll hope, definitely piss off Killer Mike even more. I hope... I I, <laughs> <laughs> I want that rap album. <laughs> I want, I'm, I'm good with another Run the Jewels album. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, like I, I... I hope it doesn't pass, but I'm just saying... Oh, it I did. Think, it's signed. It's in law now. Like the Georgia law is is law so they can't vote on sundays and there's no buses i don't know if i don't think the the voting on the voting on sundays got taken out of it for sure um i don't know about the buses but like it's a very restrictive bill and it was just signed into law uh about a week ago um by brian kemp their governor um and yeah it and and so like there is no as of the recording of this that that is law um, all right yeah, I'm looking at you, Killer Mike. Yeah, make it happen. It's not good. Biden has a has a take on this. The new Georgia election law, Mr. President. Again. The new Georgia election law. It's an atrocity. The idea, if you want any indication that it has nothing to do with fairness, nothing to do with decency, they passed a law saying you can't provide water for people standing in line while they're waiting to vote. You don't need anything else. To know that this is nothing but punitive designed to keep people from voting. You can't provide water for people about to vote. Give me a break. Are they going to go in and dismantle all the water fountains in the building, too? Well, I would imagine that the idea there is if you do, like, they're literally just looking for anything. They literally, if they wanted to be, like, real to the level of racism here, they could be like, look, if you had Skittles and a black hoodie on, you're not allowed to fucking vote. Like, you fucking (laughs) dicks. Like, you're just trying to. I laugh, but that's a terrible joke. (laughs) It is. It's a bad joke. I didn't laugh. (laughs) Like, it's bad. But it's true. That is what they are trying to do. They are trying to single out. What can we find a black person doing that we can tell them you're not allowed to vote now? It doesn't. It's not what would black people do because there could be a white kid there eating skittles. I was going to say they're trying to find. They find the ways that black people vote most. Like okay, who takes public transportation to vote? Mostly people of color. 
Right. You know, so like, all right, we'll attack that. That's why they won't attack like uh, drop off ballot boxes being available in the suburbs because right. those people already already vote for them. You yeah. Know? Yeah. If you're from St. Louis, you're like you're not gonna find this problem in fucking Huntley Estates. You're not gonna find this problem in Front Neck, uh, or the Central West End. But in neighborhoods just outside of them, you will because that's the that's the groups of people that they're trying to attack. Uh, Governor Brian Kemp of Florida. Uh, Florida. God damn it. We're not talking about Florida. <laughs> so used to Florida man being the douchebag uh, of Georgia. I had a response for, for Biden's statements. Well, I don't think the president or his handlers actually uh, compared Georgia voting laws to the state of Delaware where he's from because we have a lot more opportunities to peop- for people to vote early uh, here in the great state of Georgia than in Delaware and perhaps people will compare those. This bill that I just signed um, you know is expanding the opportunity for people to vote early here in Georgia again with even additional um, potential for people to vote on Saturday and Sunday is further securing the absentee ballot process by simply adding a photo ID requirement or number from your ID that will actually speed up the absentee balloting by mail process which was very slow after this last election take the arbitrary part of that away so really, it's an election integrity bill, but also expands access. So it's kind of ironic that the president would be against that. This is so much crap. Yeah, it's it's completely bullshit. First of all, and then you it, called it, it early, Jim, that like, oh, it's just a voter ID. That's all it is. No, it's not. Yeah, that's exactly like, what he's going out and saying. Yeah. That's There's exactly. so much more to it. <laughs> and he's he's talking about having like an ID or like your, your photo ID or a number off of your license to speed up the mail-in process, which was so slow during this last election. Well, I wonder why. Yeah. Somebody railroaded the post office. Who do you think that somebody was? And to be honest with you, it wasn't fucking, it wasn't that slow. Like, if you look at Georgia's recount, if you consider the amount of influx on mail-in voting and how fast the initial count got done, it didn't take that long. It took long in Georgia because you guys recounted fucking three times and by hand because you played the stupid fuck game. Um, and that's well, also and kind of I, because of how their stupid laws are written in the first place. You you always heard during the whole process, well, why does it take so long to count all these mail-in ballots? Because they got to be opened, each one. Right. They have to be counted. <laughs> this doesn't get thrown in a scantron. I know this is hard for you, Magas, but math is why. <laughs> math has to happen for us to have an answer. What I'm worried about is how un-American Royalties. this whole initiative is. <laughs> it's sick. It's sick. Deciding in some states that you cannot bring water to people standing in line waiting to vote. Deciding that you're going to end voting at 5 o'clock when working people are just getting off work. Deciding that there will be no absentee ballots under the most rigid circumstances. It's all designed, and I'm going to spend my time doing three things. One, trying to figure out how to pass the legislation passed by the House, number one. Number two, educating the American public. The Republican voters I know find this despicable. Republican voters. The folks out in the outside this White House. I'm not talking about the, the elected officials. I'm talking about voters. Voters. And so I'm convinced 
that we'll be able to stop this because it is the most pernicious thing. This makes Jim Crow look like Jim Eagle. That's horrible old what? man joke. Don't test out your stand-up material. Yeah, don't let him go improv. I mean, this is gigantic what they're trying to do. And it cannot be sustained. And do everything in my power, along with my friends in the House and the Senate, to keep that from, uh, from becoming the law. Okay. So I've got a uh, few clips left. I, but I, I played that one because he talks about the House and the Senate bill. And we had mentioned earlier, uh, Frank, you had asked, do you think the Democrats are doing enough to combat this? Yes. And I think that, you know, I, I think that it's difficult where there are states with fully Republican legislatures. But on a congressional level, uh, I do think that the Democrats are trying to combat this, and I hope very much that a, that their bill, H.R. 1, uh, that passed through the House and is now waiting to be taken up in the Senate, does pass, uh, because it would solve a lot of these issues just with its passage. This is a potentially huge expansion of federal powers over voting if it were to pass the Senate. And voting and administering elections has long been the domain of the states. So we see a couple different things that states would be required to do. There's automatic voter registration, an expansion of same-day and online voter registration, and also requiring states to increase absentee uh, voting for their voters in their states, which would, in theory, make it a lot easier for people to vote. And, of course, placing limitations on states' ability to purge voter rolls would potentially make it so that fewer people found themselves not registered when it came to election time, and that has become an issue that we've seen come up in states like Georgia. There's also a big ethics component to this legislation requiring more disclosure of donors to try to prevent uh, so much secrecy around this idea of dark money in politics. Uh, there would be a public financing mm -hmm. system created to allow uh, for public matching for some congressional candidates. And one other pretty significant thing is that it would require that states have independent commissions draw the boundaries of their congressional districts. And that's meant to prevent this idea of gerrymandering or drawing these districts that are very heavily tilted towards Democrats or Republicans. So this would be, if it were to pass, a pretty major change of our election system in the United States. Just based on that last point alone, good on the Democrats for talking about, for trying to pass something where the idea would be you need an independent commission to draw up your districts and to draw up, like, like your voting districts, because yeah. that is, that's an even playing field on both sides. a big sides. part of the problem. Yeah. Gerrymandering is a big and part of the it, problem. It doesn't, if that passes, then, like, to me, that shows the willingness of Democrats to look past party preservation, knowing that if we lose that state, the other side, like the independent commission still exists. Like it, it takes away the power from both the Democrats and the Republicans that are in control of X state. And that's good. That's what, that's what we as voters should want from every side. I don't care what side of the political spectrum we each individually fall on. We should always want whoever is in power not to be able to fucking tilt the scale in their direction. I and, and even if it's my party, even if the Democrats are in fucking power, I don't want Which, them to just be able you, to screw the fucking and system. That's why you like the fact that Democrats say like that we need independent 
third yeah. party. We don't need us doing it. Right. But we definitely don't need the other people. Yeah, you know. because if they, like, tried to... Yeah, because if they really wanted to be, like, bullshit and congressy about it, they'd be like, okay, well, we'll have a commission made up of the Democrats and the Republicans that we like and blah, 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 blah. No, right. they eliminated that. Mm-hmm. Get a fucking independent commission to, to oversee this shit and take the legislators out of it completely. Because that's how you eliminate somebody putting their fucking hand on the scale. Um, and, and that's what we should want. It's ridiculous that we are having this conversation in 2021. I'm mad that I'm doing this episode. Um, so, uh, so as you can imagine, I've only got two left. Uh, as you can imagine, the, uh, there's been fallout, especially from this Georgia uh, bill's passage uh last week and the the fallout is some like i would have expected fallout from this and there are certain uh companies and organizations that are that are taking a stand espn baseball reporter jeff passan tweeting quote huge news major league baseball announces it will be moving the all-star game from atlanta in response to the new voting laws passed by georgia Major League Baseball released this statement, quote, over the last week, we have engaged in thoughtful conversations with clubs, former and current players, the Players Association, the Players Alliance, among others, to listen to their views. I have decided the best way to demonstrate our values as a sport is by relocating this year's All-Star Game and the draft. Major League Baseball fundamentally supports voting rights for all Americans and opposes restrictions at the ballot box. Jim, you're the biggest sports fan out of uh, everybody in the room here. Thoughts? I think it's it I think it's ultimately good. Uh it's a big risk on the on MLB's part to take a stance, but I think it's good that they did it. Yeah, I agree. Do you, now when they say they uh they talked to the, our people and they decided that this is our stance, how much do you think it's they they wanted they just were curious or how much do you think it was them asking the players like if we don't support this or try to remain I neutral, think- are you going to Fuck us up. Are you going to, you know, protest? Well, and the, God forbid they kneel. They, you, they have yeah, to, exactly. They have to ratify a new collective bargaining agreement pretty soon. So it's a it's a big outreach. It's a good business move by Manfred to do that. It's because I think, I think he, it keeps, it's a good moral move. I think, well, yeah. An ethical I'm, move. I'm not going to give Manfred that much credit that he has morals or good ethics, but it, he's probably doing it more to cover his ass as a player's. But on a but as far as all like, in all it's a collective good yeah i would yeah i would say that because i think that even even if he's doing it for selfish reasons or even if he's doing it only to cover his own ass it is still something that will go down in the history books as that that time that the mlb pulled out of georgia because of their racist voting laws yeah and that's good mm-hmm. like we that's need something that that's unprecedented like that. we've never had a major sports organization do something like this even during the 60s yeah, um, it says something a lot, a lot about Georgia, doesn't it? I know that, like, but the NFL has said, a lot of sports leagues recently, like with Black Lives Matter and stuff, have done, well, yeah. have done, but they, like they've they shown, so, they've shown support for something, but they've never made straight like, pulled uh, out. Yeah, they've never made a hard stance directly against something. Right. right. The NBA made fucking LeBron James apologize for taking on China. You know, like right. so. Yeah, I think I think that this is. Uh, that this is a collective good for society. It does suck that there is that Georgia's going to lose a hundred million in like revenue or whatever, and that doesn't just affect 
the lawmakers. It affects yeah. the it, it makes the, the lawmakers look bad in the eyes of the people. It though. does, and so like that's that's the one argument. It's a little bit of a rock and a hard place. It is. And but yeah. that's there's what, a lot of there is no there's a lot solution. of business owners in Georgia that are going to be hurt from that oh, right yeah. because mm-hmm. I can almost guarantee you come All Star Game time of the year, which is roughly like mid slash end of July, that we'll see a lot of like reopenings with public safety in mind because at that point I think the vast majority of everybody that wants to get the vaccine will have already gotten it. Right. And then those who've made their decisions to not get it, it's on you. Right. Right. You're going to get sick and die, some of you, and then herd immunity. Congratulations. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah, I, I don't know. I, I do think that I do think it that it's a good move. Um, and But, like, uh, my hope would be that whatever pain comes on a local economic level – to Georgians is more incentive for them to vote against the, the lawmakers will that, feel it at the ballot box. Yeah, I, I certainly hope so. Unless they've done enough to make sure enough people can't vote. Um, right. So uh, I've got one more clip for you, and I, I want to end where I began, kind of bring this thing full circle, um, just because it is, it's for me, what. It's not a silver lining. It's the opposite. Whatever the opposite, whatever the bad moment is, <laughs> it's that. Um, but like, Come on, Sydney Powell, at the start of the show, you're telling me about all of these, like, the Dominion voting, whatever. All and these all, affidavits all, we have as proof. All the affidavits and all the evidence, and we have so much. We, it's like a fucking fire hose. Uh, what, what do you think she said to the fucking court when she got in front of it? After months of pushing Donald Trump's big lie, the election was rigged against him, weaving bizarre conspiracy theories appeared to intimate that long-dead Venezuelan President Hugo Chavez had manipulated voting machines to change votes in the U.S., and ingratiating herself with Trump to the point where he reportedly considered naming her to be a special counsel overseeing an investigation of voter fraud, lawyer Sidney Powell has given up the game. In a court filing defending Powell from a billion-dollar defamation lawsuit from Dominion Voting Systems, her lawyer said the claims she made on national TV for months were not at all true and too ridiculous to be defamatory. Quote, plaintiffs themselves characterize the statements at issue as wild accusations and outlandish claims. They are repeatedly labeled inherently improbable and even impossible. Such characterizations of the allegedly defamatory statements further support defendants' position that reasonable people would not accept such statements as fact. Yeah, but we're not talking about reasonable <laughs> no, people. Not, <laughs> and you fucking know That's that. Yeah, we're not talking about reasonable people. And this is a good example of it doesn't matter what you say or what you said. You did the damage. Like, the damage is fucking done. You made 74% of Republicans believe that there was election fraud, which then allowed them to get behind the legislatures who pushed these fucking racist vote restriction bills. And so it doesn't matter if what you said then sounded like, oh, well, we, we, were, we were lawyerly enough to fucking know how to speak so that we could, di- so that we could use this line in the future when and we would inevitably Dominion, get sued. Domin- Dominion's name has been marred so much over this they that they're never, not, they're not going to get another contract. And for never it. again, never yeah. again, because like even people, because even 
us reasonable folks that know Dominion had nothing to do with any sort of fraud whatsoever. Wouldn't fuck with the controversy? Well, yeah, because as soon as you put them in place, oh, they're just trying to rig the election again. Yeah, no, when, yeah, it, that's, that's a great point. Because My advice, he, Dominion, make a shadow company. Yeah, <laughs> immediately. <laughs> Name changes in their future. Right. Uh, call it like Shadow Vote. I'm sure that'll be oh, great. Oh, God. <laughs> I'm sure that's probably a fucking YouTube documentary. The, oh, the yeah. Air sure. quotes documentary. <laughs> um, so, I don't know. That that brings us, though, to the end of the the episode. What do you think? As far as these laws go, how would we rate these laws? Um, they're fascist to me. Yeah, fascist. I, don't, I don't think there's any other way to put it. Yeah. They're fascist. He's a fascist. Why? Because he is. Okay. All right. So, okay. We've got a a fascist. (laughs) (laughs) That makes me laugh every time. Yeah. yeah, You're not. You're not going to get an argument from me. Like I think that's the easiest one we've ever categorized. I think it is. A hundred percent. It's. It's un-American. It is. uh, It's fraudulent. It's treasonous. Fraudulent. Yeah. But ultimately, it's downright evil. Straight up suppression. Of a certain group of people. It one hundred percent is. Um. So I don't know. Uh. That brings us to the end of another episode. We will be back, uh, but before we go, Jim, can you please tell the people where to find us? Yeah, we got a Facebook page, and we can be found on Twitter at Real Unamerican, and also our personal accounts at UnAmericanB, at Fevered Heart, and at American Actual J. Thank you, Jim. And can you uh, tell them, Frank, where to or what to do? <laughs> yes, I can. Uh, please follow us, like, subscribe, share, and review. Episodes available uh, are available weekly, and of course, bonus content is available over at patreon.com forward slash unamerican. So go check that out, and as always, we appreciate any and all support. We absolutely do. Thank you, Frank, and thank you to our listeners. We will return next week, uh, but before we go, our dishonorable mentions this week are Steve Chabot of Ohio, uh, Ben Klein of Virginia, Michael Cloud of Texas, Andrew Clyde of Georgia, Tom Cole of Oklahoma, Rick Crawford of Arizona, of Arkansas, um, and uh, Warren Davidson of Ohio. Of course, your homework as our listener Uh, if you live in their states, is to vote against them and put them in a future unemployment line. Thanks. Un-American is a Feverheart production. It is hosted by Brandon Condick, Franklin Everhart, and Jim Hillman. If you like the show, please subscribe and leave a review. Contact us at unamericanpod at yahoo.com. And be sure to support us on Patreon for exclusive bonus content.